Welcome to the newest episode of It's My Turn with Charlie Turner Thorne. I'm Charlie Turner Thorne, the head coach of Arizona State University women's basketball. I've been a head coach for 26 years, so I'm used to getting asked the hard questions. There's always a lot of pressure to win while developing the lives of our 18 to 22 year old women. The most challenging part of all this? Well, all of it. But now it's my turn to ask the questions while hopefully sharing a few nuggets of my own about leadership and building a winning culture. We are joined, uh, honored to have us joining today, uh, Herm Edwards, 10-year NFL standout defensive back, NFL coach, ESPN TV analyst, and then, of course, back-to-back bowl games going into his third season at ASU. And I hear you've already been um, spreading your wisdom and positivity through Sports Center this morning, Herm. So thank you so much for joining us. Herm Edwards, you're on the hot seat. Well, that's good. I've been on the hot seat numerous times, as we all know that, in your coaching profession, and you've done a marvelous job of coaching one of the greatest games ever invented in basketball, and you know I'm a big fan of yours, and uh, I just think that uh, at this time and in place in our country, um, we need some positivity. Uh, we need some people like yourself For sure. uh, to make sure that we're, we, we set uh, good role models, and we, uh, we are good role models to show to the young people that, that, that we have the ability to coach. Well said. Thank, thank you, Herman. You, you are an amazing fan. And, and by the way, you look like you could actually still play a little bit. I know you, well, you have your <laughs> workout every yeah. day. You're looking good, my friend. I'm going to stay out there on that three-point uh, three thing and just shoot out there. I don't want to go underneath <laughs> anymore. <laughs> yeah, all of us smart. All of us smart uh, players with no eligibility do that. That's 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 good. So, um, well, hey, um, you know, you kind of alluded. I mean, football season kicks off in nearly five months, but yep. just kind of, you know, you didn't really get the spring season, unfortunately. And and you know, I know probably a lot of your players are home. And I right. I just thought maybe the listeners would really be interested to know Herm. Like, so what what are you doing right now? You know, they don't really well, know everything else we do. <laughs> well, I, yeah, <laughs> they just see when the game starts, right? They, they don't understand exactly. there's a lot of work. There's a lot of work being done, and and when you think about the practice schedules and the meeting schedules and all those things, they've been interrupted, to say the least. But with that being said, right. we still have to plan. Like when the season, uh, you know, it's it's, it's presented to us in the time that we're going to have to prepare. And I think in your sport as well as my sport, any sport, I think fans will realize sometimes. The practices are more important than the game, to be quite honest. Right, right. <laughs> this, is when, this, is, this is when you teach the game's easy. It's all that other stuff you have to do before the game. And so now we're looking at um, the next time we'll be able to come back. We don't know what that date is, but we do know it will start eventually. So we've laid out right. our whole practice schedule. We have about three or four different schedules of when we anticipate coming back and what we're going to do. We were fortunate enough to have um, – seven practices in the spring. So we got some stuff installed. Makes it tough on us this year. Yeah. But yeah. here's the problem. We're like a lot of coaching staff. All of a sudden, we have a brand new offense, a brand new defense. So 
you can imagine where we're at right now with that, right? Players are trying to do something <laughs> different. Um, the Pac-12 has given us the ability now to zoom in uh, with our players uh, so we can actually have some meeting time with them during the week. Meeting. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's limited. It's limited, but we've done that. Uh, our coaching staff with, with this, um, obviously, separation, uh, we don't ever sit in the same room anymore. We actually, if we go in the team room, we, we sit with the, probably 10 feet apart because it's so big it can hold 100 <laughs> players. Right. When, coach, when we have a meeting, right. I'm in this big team room and all the coaches are spread out all over the place. But we're still talking football and, and we're visiting with our players. And we're still recruiting, too. I mean, that's part of right. it, We have what we call a, a sparky hour. Basically, uh, we, we, we call players, or the, we text the players, or players call us, and from there, we visit with them. So I'll visit with maybe 10 prospects every day uh, that we're actually recruiting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think people like, oh, you can't do anything. It's like, oh, no, every day we're recruiting. <laughs> you know, you're, yeah. yeah you're, 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 you're 95% of your life is recruiting. <laughs> yes. Uh, a good friend of mine had a fun saying. He's like, if you're uh, recruiting, is like shaving. If you don't do a little bit every day, you end up looking like a bum. And yep, uh, that's right. That's that, that was a male, of course, because, you know, my legs aren't that hairy. But, uh, <laughs> uh, well, tell me, on a little lighter note, have you been able to utilize a little bit of more time at home just to be with your family and, you know, the girls and stuff? Or uh, Yeah, some, but, you know, my wife is a creature I have it too, and if I'm around there too much, it's like, you know what, you need to get up out of here. And, and so <laughs> I'm, I'm really, I, I dearly leave. Oh. I dearly leave. <laughs> She says, we love you, but we don't want you around here this much. And, and she's right because, I, you know, I'll mess up things. But um, what's fortunate, yeah. they live right, live right across the street. So um, right. yeah, they'll get their exercise in and sometimes they'll have the ability to walk in the stadium and walk around on the, on the concourse up there. And the girls will run up and down the beach to get a little exercise in. So I see them then. But, you know, between that and obviously um, a lot of puzzles are being made now. You know, those puzzles that people put together. Yeah. <laughs> you got to see it. And the board, the board gotta, games are getting the board games are getting time. dusted off a little bit. Yeah, big time. And and I think if if you're a board game person, or if you're not, um, they're they're hard to find at the stores now. They're leaving that monopoly thing is is is, is pretty well known, right? So people are playing monopoly <laughs> and doing puzzles. We're doing everything. Well, we we we've been we've been uh, resurrecting our family poker game a little bit. Oh, there so, you go. There you, there yeah, you. it's all yeah, good. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, but just to shift gears a little bit, Herm, like you are clearly a master motivator and players respond to you as evident by, you know, your incredible success just so quickly here at the, you know, at ASU. Do, do you have any tips for young coaches on how to connect, how you connect and how you get the most out of your, out of your players or your teams? Well, I think you have, and, and you know this, you've coached for a long time. That's why you're successful. Uh, I think you have to have relationships with the players to recruit. And it starts when you first start them, or, or even if you inherit a team, I, I think it's that understanding of what motivates that athlete. I've always said that. What motivates them? They're all different. They all have different buttons you have to push to motivate them. Well, how do you do that? Well, you got to learn the player. I think that's very important because once you can get into that to the mind of the player and what motivates them, uh, then you got a chance. Then, then, then it becomes fun because you know what buttons to press. No, my saying is, I've said this a long time, as long as I've been coaching, is like, 
you treat everyone fair, you don't treat everyone the same. Because right. in reality, that's life. And that's the same way with athletes. I think they understand that. Now, there's a standard that all of them must meet. And I'm not a big rule guy. I think when you start, you know, when you start applying rules to players, and, and I always look at through the players' eyes when, when, when I speak to them or decide to make a decision, I go, if I ask the player to do this, this is for me because of the head coach I am, and I can just say this and they'll do it. And if, and if I ever get to that point, I go, well, no, it ain't about me, it's about the player. And so how can I stand step with the player? And as you know, Charlie, you've been coaching a long time. Been very <laughs> the dynamics of players have changed somewhat because of, 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 of social media. It's a different way to, to motivate them now, right? Their attention span mm-hmm. is not as long as maybe 20 years ago of an athlete. No one's fault. Agreed. They multitask. Yep. They're in a world like that. They're in a world of short blurbs. They want information quickly. That's why I always tell coaches, if you can't tell them why first, you're in trouble. You have to tell them why first. But they understand why. They want to know why. They search for knowledge. You know, I always say coaches are like teachers. What we do, we don't give any player talent. God gives them the talent. We give them information. We're information providers. Now, the, how they accept it, that's the key to coaching. Exactly. <laughs> so, wow. I mean, I hope. I hope everybody heard everything you just said, because if, even if you're a parent, you know, from what you just said is just like understanding your kid, you know, your all your kids aren't motivated the same way. And, you know, same things through their perspective. I mean, that, you know, relationships are everything. You know, we all well, know they are. relationship is sideways. We're sideways. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. No, no, you're right. And, you know, they're, they're, you know, and I always say, you know, like, um, the one thing we realize, coaches, and I just think as humans and, and beings, um, lost time is never found again. You don't get it back. You don't. You just don't. You can't find it. You lose when time yeah. is lost, it's gone. You don't get it back. So you can't say, "Well, I'm no." You're not going to get it back. And so you got to understand that when you're dealing with players. You know, you right. got this short period of time with them. And every every moment is precious. And how do you get them focused in on what needs to be done in a manner that will allow them to become better? Because when you can do that, when you when you have the ability to do that, then they're involved. Now they're involved. So you got to understand. That. Right. Well, well, well said. Thank you. Positivity and wisdom, right there, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. So last question, and we're going to let you off the hot seat. Um, sure. Okay, everybody's getting super excited for Sun Devil football. Um, what right now, like, I don't know, ex- this is a hard question, but just, you know, maybe one sure. thing, but what right excites you the most about your team? I mean, you know, the bunch of ranked teams last year coming off a bowl win, you know, all American freshmen. Say, yeah, I would say our, when you look at our okay. football team, you know, we're trying to build a program, and you, you look back last year, um, we played 32 freshmen, either two freshmen or red shirt freshmen. Only, it was insane, Herm. It was yeah, insane. It, it, I, I say that to myself, too, every time they run out on the field. I go, oh, boy. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's a team that really, they only have nine seniors on this team right. coming back. So very wow. young, but, but they're very enthusiastic. Uh, we, we have, we, we've acquired some talent. We've acquired some talent. Right. 
a lot of different areas. Now we got to mold together. We have enough senior leadership uh, to, to piece it all together, you know. But some of these young guys are going to be forced to be leaders, like Jay Daniels. Right. You know, I gave him a pass last year. He's a fresh quarterback. I told him, I don't want you to leave. Just play quarterback. You don't have to leave. Right. Well, he knows now. I said, Jay, now <laughs> it's time now. You got to do this, right? Whether you like right. it or not, you know. So I, I just think. I enjoy that. I enjoy, you know, just the process of, of, of developing young people. I, I enjoy yeah. that. I really do because there's a process to it. And when you see them develop as young people, and you know this, you this with your, with your players, uh, you know, you watch them freshmen, and then they become seniors, and you see the growth in them. And you go, this is really something that, that, you, that you're really proud of. So you see them grow up in front of your eyes. Hundred percent, Herm. And you know, in, in like at least like a lot of your kids, I mean, will your young men will go on and and you know maybe even get rich with football, with women's basketball. Yeah. They don't. So I mean, you're know, growing no. them into strong, caring leaders and preparing them for life after sport is is uh, definitely you know besides winning our our our, our next top objective. <laughs> oh yeah, it's no, 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 no. And, and you know, and, and that's what you want. Actually, our and, you know, over winning. Yeah. Yeah. No. And and you know and no. But you say it right because at the end they're going to be you know they're going to be parents. They're going to be parents. Right. And, you know, and and they're going to be adults and they're going to be community leaders. All that you know. Force ends eventually for everyone. You know, eventually it just ends. It just stops because you know you can't play anymore. So you got to make a decision. What's going to be your real life, right? But exactly. the things they learn about being an athlete. That, that team thing about counting on others and, and being respectable and, and your know, personality, uh, they, can all, they can all have success if they understand the team part of it. Those are life lessons you learn in athletics. I've always said this, when you're an athlete and a coach, when you step between and you walk into the arena, you expose it. You get exposed, you know, with, with, with the victories, with the defeats, uh, with the hard games or whatever it may be, you expose yourself in front of everybody, in front of an audience. And, and, that, and that says something. You learn a lot about yourself when you put yourself in that position of being vulnerable. Well said, Herm. And, and they're always eyes are on you. You know, you have your poise. I mean, your leadership has been, and, and I, you know, I watch you, and I'll be watching you even harder this year because we have one senior. So I'll be, I'm going to follow you yeah. with, with a super young team. It's like, okay, we got a lot of talent, but man, okay, we got to figure oh, this out and grow some, grow some no. leaders. But, you know, just appreciate, again, incredible wisdom, you know, always um, tremendously um, enthusiastic and positive. And we just um, appreciate you so much. I appreciate you so much. And um, you uh, stay safe in this time. And um, I know, uh, um, I, I hope, I hope that your wife does let you come around a little bit more because as a fellow coach, um, we know all the sacrifices we make and, and uh, you know, a lot of that is family time at times. So well, try to get a little we bit. know that. <laughs> and you do the same. And, you know, I appreciate you and, 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 and what you've done for, for, for women's basketball. And, and I'm a fan, there's no doubt. Uh, I'm a fan of sports, but I'm a fan of coaching as well. Uh, you know, I, I love the way you coach your squad and I've watched from afar even before I got it. You know, I, I just I keep up with that stuff for some reason. I don't know why. And I knew you, you went to school. I lived on the West Coast so I, I knew where you were at before you got here and all that stuff. So uh, I've seen you from afar and, 
um, you're doing a marvelous job for these young for these young people, and uh, I can't thank you enough for what you do. Well, thank you, Herm. And I'm kind of hoping Gabriel, Vivian, kind of, uh, you know, keep playing a little basketball. 10, 10, 20, yeah, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'm gonna send them to you. I'm gonna send them to you. Okay, I'll take them. I'll take All them. All right. Hey, thanks again, Herm. Take care. Okay, thank you. God bless. Bye yeah. bye. God bless. Bye bye. Now for Coach's Corner, I am so excited about our ASU football team, and I'm also obviously really excited about our ASU women's basketball team. And, you know, probably just to kind of build on a few things that that Coach and I uh, touched on, um, we're excited to grow the new leadership skills um, and help this team embrace a championship culture going forward. Um, We have Actually, the same challenge that Herm's going to have this year with a very, very, very young team. And so where we always start uh, with a young team in a new season is really three key things. First of all, making sure they understand your team understands high standards. Um, you know, the, the, the mark of every great team is a team that, that has high standards for themselves. Um, for for any parents out there, you know, one of my, I won't, I won't name names. One of my sons was always in high school. He was just like, mom, mom, I got a B. It's okay. Like what's wrong with a B? And I said, well, nothing's wrong with a B if that is the best that you can do, which it wasn't at the time. And, <laughs> and, and this is, I'm actually talking about Liam and Liam has grown a lot, but that's, you know, that's a huge area as parents, as coaches, as teachers, is just helping these young people, um, ha- you know, keep them motivated to have high standards. The second thing is just honest communication. You know, again, Herb touched on relationships. You know, relationships are everything. And the foundation of relationships is honest communication and trust. And just, you know, talking about honest communication, we all know, um, you know, that helping, especially young people, you know, that's not a text conversation. (laughs) communicating something there's so much miscommunication I think you know through texts or you know you kind of say what you you know is cryptic or you withhold information and you know we just work on with our our young women just really being transparent and genuine and and knowing when it needs to be a face-to-face conversation and and really just being genuine and positive you know if it if it's not if it doesn't add value if you're not saying something positive then it probably doesn't need to be said you know, and we'll really be honing those skills uh, this off season, and and then of course the foundation of every relationship is trust. Um, you know, I would be remiss if I didn't say right now that all of us have a great window right now to kind of in- evaluate and improve our relationships in this area, because we just probably have a little bit of extra time, depend depending on, you know, not the medical professionals and the frontline people, but. But, you know, you, you think about a high trust relationship in your life and it's easy and it's flowing and, you know, you're comfortable. And, and then think about maybe if you have a low trust relationship in your life, you know, and, and that things are a little more tense. Um, you know, you tend to avoid maybe conversations and interactions with somebody. Um, we talk about this all the time in our program, just building trust through simple things by paying attention 
to people, by listening to people, by actions of just genuine care and concern. I don't build trust with my 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 own children by buying them a car. You know that that's just a thing. You know I build trust by listening to how they're feeling and hopefully you know being in tune and remembering and, and knowing how to help them when they need it. I wanted to share these few things. I know we're kind of on on our on our time limit for our podcast today. Um, I'm so excited uh, for our new team next year. And, you know, these, these are the three areas that we're going to really be hitting hard and focusing on even through Zoom calls and remotely. And um, for anybody, whether you're building a team, whether you're raising kids, um, you're a teacher, um, so much, so many people across different industries are leading and mentoring, um, you know, the high standards, the honest communication and building trust are definitely our foundation where we start um, beginning of every new year. So um, until next time, stay tuned, stay safe, um, go devil. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode of It's My Turn with Charlie Turner Thorne.